what's up hybrids welcome back to another episode of the phantom hybrid podcast this is hanako and i'm here with anthony laurie and mike and we are talking about season three episode three of the boys and they had to start us out with some more cringe i think they're between like the like embarrassing type cringe and the other type cringe there's just a lot of cringe in in this season we're only three episodes in and they start us out with Britney Spears karaoke in the worst way. It's like, we see we see a flashback of Starlight when she's in her hero pageant days. And you see her, she's gotta be like, she's gotta be like maybe seven or eight years old in this. And she's got the fake eyelashes and she's got the heavy makeup. And I just looked at this like, you know, the whole child pageant thing kind of creeps me out anyway. And then for her to get out there and she starts doing the Britney Spears and she's doing some of the like sexy moves. And I'm just like, oh, uh-uh. that's like those on pageant shows. Like, I don't, I don't even know what they're called. Like the one that one that Honey Boo Boo was on and shit. Like, I was like, see, yeah. and y'all, y'all, and y'all worry about kids seeing transsexuals walking down the street and y'all doing this shit to kids. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck all y'all twice over it was so crazy. it was wrong that shit was wrong so i was looking at no like, and well, then the, and then she did just about the whole damn song i was like really yeah i know what was creepy is the mom is mimicking you know coaching her in the back of the room that was creepy doing the moves and wording and yeah you know what ever since we met miss january in the first season she has been one of those moms that I was like, she's horrible. Like she was one of the moms that took a payout for them to be able to, you know, put V in her daughter because of what she wanted. She wanted the the fame and all this other stuff. But that scene was so, so cringeworthy. And I was like, you know what? They probably played damn near the whole song because they had to pay Britney Spears to use this song anyway. And they were like, oh, well, if we got to pay for it, we might as well go for as it. As much as we can, shit. It's probably a pretty penny, too. It's probably like six figures, if not seven. They're like, they're like, fuck, we paying this much money for it? Did dance to the whole fucking song. They didn't have to do that to us. They but then we go, we, we go from that to like full frontal Homelander, and I'm like, why not every every fucking episode we got somebody's dick in our face we didn't see his frontal we saw his ass it was implied it was implied that's enough i i it's like goddamn like we see more dick in the first three episodes than the whole first season of p valley like damn like what's wrong with you people but i think i think the point of showing her at that stage in her life starlight was just the amount of stress that she's going through now mm-hmm. she's in this situation where she sort of doesn't have any control anymore yeah you know and she's and having to the perform again she does when she's Squeezing like mm-hmm. she's you know pretending but she's really like anxious or stressed and she's holding her hands and the funny thing about that i used to do that when i was a kid i used to do the same thing if i if I lost my temper and it was getting to a point where it was about to boil over, that's literally what I would do is clench my fist to try to calm myself down because I used to have a huge, like really bad temper. And I was just like, oh yeah, she's trying to look, she's trying to keep from lasering everybody in this, <laughs> in this audience because she does not want to be there. We see her doing it again at the end of the episode, but 
Did y'all have to make a, did y'all have to start out the episode with that? I could have done without that. Like it's, I love Britney Spears, but her voice is not the best. And so it like, I have to be in the mood to hear that song and to hear it in this episode with the little nasally, uh, I was like, okay, just gonna get that out the way. So we can just go through regular stuff and I don't have to be grossed out by anything else or whatever. Oh my God. I don't know what show I thought I was watching. I don't know what I thought I was watching because between Butcher throwing up all over the place and throwing up on Huey and uh, it's just, and, and then just even not even the gross stuff just some of the stuff that's going on in this episode like everybody has lost their fucking minds homelander we 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 called it in the last episode homelander is off the leash like officially homelander is walking around with his middle fingers up like fuck all y'all i'm about to do whatever i want to do because guess what his target demographic loves him unhinged i was like wow this thing this this seems kind of familiar if you think Mm. about it no comment (laughs) (laughs) yeah we won't we won't get into that but yeah it 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 seemed kind of familiar but um this is part for the course for a populist individual you know who thrives on popularity and being loved by the masses right this is the only thing keeping him from like just just Slicing the planet in half and just being done with the song. Right. No, what keep, what keeps him from implementing his very well laid out and thought out plan for world domination, which he revealed when he talked when he was talking to Starlight when she said she was gonna release the tape. That shit was okay. Low key, that's one of the scariest parts of this of this whole series. Like he was literally like, Go ahead, knock yourself out. He's like, I'll take this out first, then probably take that out, then I'll take that out. Just for fun, I'll just wipe New York off the map. Then I'll wipe out where you were, where you used to live. You know what? And I'll I wipe don't out Maze Town too, just fuck. for fun. Yeah. Like he was like, I don't give a fuck. I was like, Did you see how like Starlight's you- face changed? Like when she threatened him with the video at first and he walked towards the door, she turned around kind of smirking because she was like, yeah, I got him. And when he closed that door and turned around, you could see her face change like, hold up, this is not what I was expecting. And then the way he just kind of calmly went to her and told her, yeah, this is what I do. I'll take out the White House and the Pentagon first. Then I'll take out this. Then I'll take out the infrastructure and blah, blah, blah. And da, 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 da. And you could just see her face like get more and more horrified as he kept speaking. And then he was like, yeah, what you going to do? My approval rating is up. What was it that Stan Edgar said? He was like, the, you know, the, num- the, numbers, the numbers are what, yeah. what matters. He was like, yeah, he's not going to die on your heel. And Starlight was like, what am I supposed Fuck. to do now? Then she calls Huey and finds out Huey has rejoined the boys. So the boys are all back together again. Marvin is back on his OD, OCD kick because they they are operating out of a pigsty in a historic building, as he says. And Huey comes back and they're all back together again. And it's like, yeah, we're going to have to get down and dirty in order to get this done, in order to get Homelander done. But before we go into all the other stuff, I want to go ahead and talk about 
we talked about this in the last episode we were waiting to see what Mallory's story was and boy oh boy did we get one hell of a story and not only that but just the introduction of soldier boy you know even you (laughs) (laughs) soldier boy tell him I feel like I feel like we should do we should do that every time someone says soul no, just go. No, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> nope. But we finally see him in the flesh in Mallory's flashbacks. And um yeah, you remember how I was saying he's probably, you know, he's probably as bad as Homelander, given how much they kind of extol his virtues. Like, yeah, y'all are making him out to be this really really great person so that means he's probably horrible (sighs) he's so much worse because he is like the epitome of toxic masculinity you should smile more i was like i was like oh shit (laughs) and what was it that he said when he first i I, I, I can i can literally see he said he said something about with, with a body like with a body like that they have you in the wrong place or something like that. I was just like literally. I know y'all heard my eyes rolling in the back of my head when he said that. I was like, oh. I heard your eyes rolling several times during this episode where you're just looking at Jensen like, why, why, <laughs> Jensen, why? <laughs> but you know the funny thing is, that's not too far from how Dean was in the early episodes of Supernatural. If True. you go back and listen to some of the yeah. lies Dean said when it came to women, it wasn't too different. And again, that whole toxic masculinity thing. But Soldier Boy and Payback, when we're introduced to them in this episode, they are brought to a secret location in Nicaragua where Mallory has, um, she has soldiers. They're there on a mission. And payback is brought in as a way to kind of um, merge them into being in the military. And it's like, as soon as they get on screen, like Mallory is already irritated. But then you're like, when I when I first watched that, I said, okay, but she's she's being irritated. Like she don't she doesn't know they might they might be able to help. Boy, as soon as we meet payback, I was like. They were worthless. Every last one of them was just fucking worthless. It's like during during the fight when fucking crim, the fucking crimson collateral, whatever her name is, killed her, killed fucking her soldiers. Like, and then she was like, "Oh, sorry." I was like, "But that's the thing. They were all killing Mallory's people." Yeah, I'm like, when Gunpowder got to that gun and was ha, ah, he was killing all of Mallory's folks. Almost killed her, and I yeah. was just like. Who are these idiots? The one that they called, um, what was his name? Swato. He was supposed to, which is a really funny name for somebody who's supposed to be like a mosquito. But he tries to, you know, he starts flying. She tells him to get down. She's like, look, he could give away our position. And then apparently he went flying again. And that's how, you know, the enemy forces were able to find them. But I was like, this whole group, is nothing but a bunch of idiots. I think the only one who wasn't an idiot in that sense that we saw was Black Noir. And back then, he he could talk. 
he didn't have to wear his mask all the time and you know he's a he's a young black man and he's in there talking to Stan Edgar about a plan and he's trying to negotiate for what he wants to do as far as like I want a bigger I want a bigger role I want this I want that he seemed like the only person who had his head on his shoulders because everybody else in that group were idiots were idiots and then of course this is the particular incident where soldier boy was killed and the russians took his body at least that's what crimson countess said but man let me tell you that whole situation and remember i said it that if butcher found out or that if anybody found out that there was a weapon that was capable of taking homelander i I said butcher was going to get pissed at mallory and he did he was like yo he was like, when I came to you all those years ago about wanting to take down Homelander, you knew that this existed and yet you said nothing. He was like, if you had told me that then, Becca would be alive, Ryan wouldn't be fearing for his safety and having to move from safe house to safe house. Like, and not only that, there would be other people who were alive too. Think about all the things Homelander has done since the whole thing with him and uh becca went down they could have they could have taken homelander out and fixed a whole bunch of things or just kind of prevented a whole bunch of things from happening but not only that some of the stuff that mallory revealed to them as far as why she was in nicaragua they were selling drugs or they were um they were transporting drugs back to america so that they could use the profits from those drug sales to purchase weapons. And where did they send those drugs? Into the minority neighborhoods with specific instructions to stay out of white neighborhoods. Do you know, I know Marvin wanted to punch her in her face when she admitted that. Look at Iran-Contra. It's like, of course it is. I mean, of course she's a, she, was, she was one of the main players on Iran-Contra. Why wouldn't she be? Because she's, <laughs> I mean, that just fits her personality. I'm like, after I heard, I was like, she what? Oh, well, I'm not really that surprised. Okay, right. fine, whatever. <laughs> right. But it's like that whole situation is it's a huge thing, you know? And when, when Butcher finds out all of this, you know, he's pissed off at Mallory. He's like, yeah, you know what? I'll never forgive you for all of this, mainly because of the whole thing with Becca. But the thing that I hate about that whole thing is he was so pissed off with what, with what he found out that he ended up taking that anger out on Ryan. And you could see that it hurt his face to do that. Like the look on his face when he told Ryan, what was it? Uh, he told Ryan he wouldn't see him again because it wasn't safe. Because at this right. point they had had to move, you know, move his, um, move him to a different safe house. But then he says, um, well, why, why won't I see you or something? Butcher says, maybe I don't want to. Did you ever think that I don't want to look at your face anymore after what you did to my Becca? And then when he said it, and it's almost like when it came out his mouth, you could see his face kind of change. But at this point, you kind of got to stick with it because you're trying to make the kid not like you so you don't feel as bad for leaving him in that situation because he does have to leave him in order for him to be safe. But that whole scene, I was just like, yeah, this is the thing that's going to make Ryan go the Homelander route, I feel like. 
Like if there if there's a villain origin story to Ryan, it's gonna be this that Butcher spent the whole year getting to know him, getting to care about him, making Ryan feel like he wasn't alone in the world. And now you're just gonna throw him away in as harsh and as cruel a fashion as you have. And like Ryan almost lost control of his powers, but he controlled it and then ran in the house. I was like, yep. This is Ryan's villain origin story. Could it just be one of those things where the the V24 is making him more him? Like it's making him more of an asshole than yeah. he normally would be. Because that's what having superpowers does, just brings out more of you. Yeah. Yes. And, yes, and that's, that's what super soldier serums do, you know. Yeah. But, <clears throat> Yeah, but I mean, and then you add you add that on top of his being angry about the information that Mallory just revealed. So yeah, it's kind of like I'm surprised he didn't lose control of his powers because as as we saw in the episode, he can't really control them. He has no mm-hmm. control over when they show up. Like you know, he's right there in the house, and the um, the laser eye thing started. He had to close his eyelids, which I'm like, if the laser eyes can penetrate everything else what is it about eyelids that make them stay i don't know I, come on y'all I wouldn't mind people well, answer that for me <laughs> well it is a common theme for superpowers to not work on yourself hmm. okay so he would be able to close his eyes same way scott summers is able to close his eyes sometimes yeah but i always wondered about that too with scott so. Yeah, he has he has had a hard time, you know, keeping his eyes closed, but he can do it. Okay, but his is more concussive anyway. It's not heat or whatever. It's it's more of a force as opposed to anything yeah. else. But in general, superpowers don't work on your your own superpowers. Don't normally work on yourself. Okay, generally speaking. Of course, there are exceptions. Exceptions but, to the rule, as there are with everything. Yeah, and then you know, writers do whatever they want to do. Like the thing about Superman, how he shaves—he uses his heat vision to right. shave away his facial hair. So using a mirror, so hold up a mirror, like yeah. Just, you know, I never so, knew that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a kind. It's, it's a comic book thing. That's a running joke. You just kind of have to just roll with it. Okay. You know. So yeah, he. He can close his eyes and not burn his eyelids out, but you know, whatever. Right. Okay. Um, we'll come back to the butcher stuff later. Let Let's go ahead and get through all the cringeworthy stuff. Let's get that out the way, so that we can get all <laughs> this of is, our. This is the the cringeworthy the cringeworthy segment. Man. Yes. So where where? So let's talk about this um i thought you were gonna go with the deep trying to make up to starlight that uh, was just, you know I'm like really to do. if i want to go there or if i want to go to ashley and the the other two guys trying to decide which one which people to uh put in the finals for the seven and judging them based on their fuckability factor <laughs> so I mean, e- either way it goes, both are equally as disgusting, so we can go either way. But yeah, let's go ahead and touch on this. Um, let's touch on the thing with the deep. Because as we said, Homelander 
is completely off the leash now. And it appears that he is hell bent on making everyone's life miserable. And he's going to start with his co-partner, Starlight. And one of the things is when when um, Starlight is the one who, according to her contract with Edgar, she gets to pick the two finalists for uh, what is it, American Hero or uh, whatever it is that they they call the show, and she approves. Uh, well, you know, Supersonic is one of the ones that they're gonna choose, and then they choose another one who is a Muslim um, superhero. And of course, you know, Ashley tries to get her to say, no, well, how about such and such? And she's like, no, I get the final say. Homelander can, you know, you can just remind him that that's in my contract. So then Homelander comes to have a conversation with her. He was like, yeah, well, you know, I am co-captain. So I do want to at least have some say in it. And Starlight is trying to deflect him. And he's like not paying attention to her. And he was like, yeah, I have a great idea. Wait till you hear it. And then here comes the deep in his fucking wife. And I know Starlight, like, if I was Starlight, I would have been lasering everybody in the, in the room at that point. Because like she said, you want me to be okay with allowing the person who mouth raped me back onto the team. You know, and the deep comes in with with this little diamond necklace and he's trying to do one of his deep isms. You know, I learned that when you make a mistake, the first thing you have to do is forgive yourself. I was like, Lord. I did the work. Like, really? You do shit. Man, I was ready for her to fight. I was ready for her to fight. But like I said, Homelander is in rare form. We know she's not stronger than Homelander. And I'm sorry, I feel like Homelander has the upper hat. Uh, he has the upper hand with everything that he's doing in this episode. You know, we talked about it in the last episode, he's running down that hill. And the faster he comes down that hill, the more unhinged he's getting until he starts running full speed. And I feel like that's what we're seeing now. Like, especially he found out that his, you know, his approval rating is up his scores up his um his joint score with starlight is also up uh to a i think he i think ashley said 98% which no 98%. one has ever had before yeah. so he's starting to think oh okay i can work this in my favor when i tell you he's about to make everybody's lives hell we've got, we've already seen him doing it to a train we see him doing it a little bit to Supersonic because even when Supersonic... I see your girdle. <laughs> that's what he said last, last episode. And even with um, this episode, when they do choose Supersonic as one of the new members, he says something to him in Spanish. I couldn't catch what it was, but I was like, I bet you he said something like really inappropriate because Supersonic looked at him like, the fuck before he got back in line but homelander I mean, is could, about to be a menace i mean it, yeah it, as, as inappropriate as that was i mean it couldn't be as inappropriate as the as the guy saying for girls 11 to 14 that he's a real panty dropper i was like what another cringe <laughs> like, word yeah. yeah that yeah we're yeah that that mm. i was like uh 
don't even know what to say to that. I'm like, okay, I get y'all trying to be edgy, but god damn. What the fuck? I don't get it. So much. I, I would have. I wouldn't have been upset if Starlight had had killed the deep right there, and then turned the homeland and was like, "You'd have done the same thing," and just walk out. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, have, have homelander. Homelander. Homelander probably would have creamed the suit. <laughs> and not not only that, Cassandra comes in and hugs Starlight. I want us to be but, sisters. I'm sorry sisters. that bitch would have got punched. Get- she, yeah, she should should lit her up. Literally, that bitch would have like, got punched. Get the fuck up off me, sisters! My ass. But then let's let's go into more cringeworthy territory. So after the deep leaves the room because Homelander wants to have a private word with Starlight, and this is where that conversation took place about him, like really saying, "I, I don't care what you do, release the video. I don't give a fuck." The deep and his wife they go into the bedroom. So that they can have sex. And while he's having sex with her, he starts talking to an octopus. And like very suggestively talking to this octopus while he's screwing his wife. And we're just, I'm I'm just looking at it like this is um this is disturbing. <laughs> and the, it, it wouldn't have been so bad, but it's like when he was talking to the octopus, the octopus was like pulsing. While he was talking to him, I was like, "And what was he saying?" Oh, he, he was screwing Cassandra. He was like, "Oh yeah, you like that? Oh, what you like? What did he say? You like to grab me or you like to hold me with?" Uh, He's with like, "Oh, you're so you wet. Jerk me off with all with your with all arms. of your arms." And she was sitting there <laughs> like, like, "What? All my arms?" And then literally, as soon as he said that, I guess he came and he just plopped on her. She was like, "Get up." Because I know she was trying to figure out, like, what the fuck is going on? But that's not even the worst part of the whole octopus thing this this episode. Oh yeah, you want for sushi? Sushi is usually dead and cut up. This is this is extra fresh for Mr. D. Extra fresh for Mr. D. So homeland. Oh my god, this, it's like ha- Okay, we're still talking about the cringeworthy stuff. Homelander has a dinner where he's well, like officially welcoming the deep to be a part of the seven. So Ashley is there, Cassandra is there. I think Star Starlight was there too, right? I don't think so. Was she? No, but it was the deep. It was Cassandra. It was Ashley. It was Homelander, and he brings in this dinner. And it's a whole seafood feast. And as soon as the, the deep seas that you see him have like a visible reaction, he's like, um, can, can, can I just have some bread? And Homelander's like, no, I have this feast brought in for you. And he takes a piece of lobster and he breaks the lobster apart. You see the deep have like a physical reaction to it. And all I was thinking about was Sebastian from The Little Mermaid, how he was feeling. <laughs> 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 because it was kind of sort of the same thing. The same thing. He's sitting there, and Homelander starts giving this talk about how he's been researching Dr. Martin Luther King. As soon as he said that, y'all, I paused the TV and I put no, my sir. head in my hands and I was like, Am I ready for the bullshit that's about to come out of his mouth? 
I'd pause my TV for five minutes to prepare myself for the rest of this scene because I knew he was about to say some dumb shit comparing himself to Martin Luther King Jr. I was just like, okay, let me just go on and rip the Band-Aid off. And the scene just kept getting worse and worse and worse because now well, well, he, he's, talk, have... he's talking about he's talking about Martin Luther King and Ashley's just slurping down oysters right like in between. Right. I'm like, oh, this is not so just weird. Ashley, Cassandra too. They're both. I mean, and it's just making the loudest, most grotesque noises while slurping down <laughs> these oysters. And then here comes the chef's special. He pulls the he pulls the little dish off of the plate, and it's the fucking octopus that he was talking to while he was screwing his wife. And the octopus is Timothy. Name is Timothy and Timothy say his is name. still alive. Timothy. <laughs> it's a, yeah. it's say Timothy. Timothy is still alive, and Homelander is like, no, yeah, no, no, a, no. what does he say? It's a South Korean delicacy, and the deep is like. Hey, um, that's my friend Timothy. I, I, I can't eat him. And Homelander's like, you're gonna eat him. He was like, no, no he's I, like, I, I, he, I can't. He's my friend. He's, he's my fucking friend. delicious. He, he's like, he's fucking delicious. Right. He was like, <laughs> he, he has a family. He has children. And then Cassandra picks up her phone and sends a text, and it's a text to his phone, and she's like, eat the fucking octopus. No, because we have to realize that the deep can communicate with them he hears them so before that he's like he's begging for his life oh my god it was praying but he's like he's praying he was his mouth he's praying that's 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 when i got up and i went into the living room and i told exactly what was happening because i was laughing and i was horrified at the same time right but but the fact that his wife said Eat the, Eat the fucking, fucking octopus. octopus. And he's looking oh, at her like, man, let me tell you. That's like rolling up the pita with a fur coat on. I mean, seriously. Watching, watching that scene, watching him have to like pick. First of all, he's trying to pick up this fucking octopus with chopsticks. Okay. Timothy is still moving. I personally don't understand why Timothy didn't just slither his way off the plate because I've seen enough videos of octopus to know that they can fit into the most minuscule of places. They can get away if they want. Timothy should have slithered his ass off the plate. But then again, Homelander probably would have fried him and then he would have stepped on him. Yeah. He would have deep fried his ass. Yeah. I think in the end, Timothy really didn't think that <laughs> that the deep would eat him. What's the and... deep's real name? Isn't it Ryan? What's the deep's real name? Oh, I don't even know, but the, I don't uh, remember. There is on Audible. There is a called it's called Deeper Deeper, and there is a uh, version of his book that he wrote mm-hmm. that's about an hour and a half long on Audible that you can download for free, and it's his story. And I get, think it gives his origin story in the book. Oh my I have god! It, Are but you I have it, but I, yes, it is true. But I haven't listened to it yet. But it is free, and like I said, I got it. It came out about three weeks ago. <laughs> so yeah, so he his book is on Audible. Um. I'm assuming that he has most of Aquaman's traits and abilities. And the thing that disturbed me, not so much as that he has children and he's praying, it's just it looked like Timothy, when he finally put him toward his mouth, just sort of said, you know what, screw this, and gave up the ghost and just like 
if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out like a boss. Is it like, you know, he was like in his face and he was like, oh, in his mouth. It was it was wonderful and it was disgusting at the same time. I, I, I love how, how Homelander just said, Homelander was like Sorry. deep. He was like, what? Homelander said, deep fucking Timothy. And he was just like. <laughs> the fact that he had to put him in his mouth hole and swallow him and he's got the octopus ink dripping all down his mouth that was so disgusting but you know what it was an even more disgusting thought for me what goes in gotta must come out. come out how do you shit out a whole octopus because you know there's no way his stomach <laughs> is digesting that thing. Well, the, the cook in me was very upset because octopus uh, squid ink is very expensive and there are certain pastas that are quote unquote fancy. And I'm sitting there going, that's wasted product right there. Seriously, if I was like a serious pasta maker, I'd be mad. I can't with you, Lori. I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm say. I mean, she's not lying. I mean, I'm calculating the dish over here. It the, is. Next dinner, the next dinner dish Lori posts on her Facebook page is going to be some pasta with some octopus. No, it's <laughs> pasta. It's going to be awesome. Hell yeah. But, no, but, no, but seriously, that stuff's expensive. Oh my God. Well, I think we buried the lead. The fact that the octopus was praying. So are he's they praying. that sentient? I mean, he actually has well, a religion. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Was he, I mean, who was he praying to? He was praying to Poseidon. It's like he, he was found, like all gripping, he was all gripping the side of the deep's mouth, like when he was trying to go. He, he, he like, found religion very quickly because <laughs> he was begging for a life and he moved quickly to praying. <laughs> I'm surprised he's like, he's singing that Sarah McLaughlin song. It's like in the arms <laughs> of the age. <laughs> You're going to hell for that. You're Man. going to hell for that. In the mouth my, my, of my, my list is yay long. I got a whole lot of stuff to work off. It'll be fine. <laughs> <sighs> oh my God. Poor Timothy. He's, like, he's praying. He's praying. Oh my God. But you know what? I kind of feel like he's, maybe... with, he's with Harambe now. It's all good. Oh, you know what? I kind of feel like Cassandra did that on purpose because. She probably recognized Timothy from the aquarium. She was like, "Oh, okay, so that's what you were thinking about while you was with me." Okay, yeah, I'm. A, I, I, uh, I mean, uh, you don't think Homelander knows he's fucking the squid because he just knows who the deep is. That's just who he is. I, <laughs> Homelander knows everything. You know what? Cassandra probably told him. Mm, I, I, I told guess you that's a possibility. There's something about that wife that. Mm, but the homeland to be using his super hearing indiscriminately. <laughs> oh, Timothy. Oh, Timothy. Oh, Timothy. All of that going on. Oh. <laughs> all the slurping from the deeps room with Timothy. Like, the squid is, <laughs> Dr. Piss has got to go. It's like, are those, are those little suction cups I'm hearing? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't even I, I, I don't even. <laughs> you know what would have been worse it would have been worse if he would have had Timothy and had a, had a chef 
come up table side and like saute actually saute Timothy in front of the front of the I beach. think that would have been preferable to having to swallow Timothy whole like literally like Anthony said Timothy was grabbing the side of his mouth trying to keep from no that was just this oh oh now this was worse because that would have been like oh it would only be oh Timothy screaming it's not. It's not as effective as. Yeah, that's true. He's praying as he's swallowing. Point, once you chop a certain way, Timothy is dead. He's not saying anything else. Do you realize he probably had to hear Timothy the whole way down? He probably heard him because Timothy wasn't dead when he swallowed yeah. him. Yeah, because it's a telepathic link. It's not auditory. So can you imagine? Ugh. Having to hear all of that, he probably heard Timothy being right, going all going down. He's probably in his stomach, like you have a cyst here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, oh, I mean, I can see through your gills. No, he started screaming when he hit the stomach acid. That would have. I'm melting. Melting. Melty. Let's move on. <laughs> I want to know what kind of therapy the writers of the boys go to. Like, how do you how do you talk to how do you talk to a therapist? Like, okay, so how was your day today? Well, I wrote a scene about a man who was getting turned on by an octopus that he later had to eat whole while he was alive and listening to him. Like, how do you how do you tell people what you do for a living? Like. How? Oh yeah. No, this, you know, this the, the, actor, you know the boys episode with this. I wrote that. Yeah. The, doesn't the actor his name's Chase Crawford? Shouldn't yeah. he need to go to therapy for this? He had to eat and swallow a co-star. And that's, the, that's the thing. I want to know what did they use as like what did they really use for him to put in his mouth as as Timothy? Like, was it like a giant meatball? Was it some pasta? Was it like, was it just all fake? But I don't know. Those, those, those sounds he were make he was making was. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking it had to be like, that would actually be a good idea. Like to put, to wrap something up with pasta or something where he can like eat it and have it, have him like, sit like the sound of him slurping it up. Like, you know, like. That's actually not a bad idea. Just wrap a meatball with wrap a meatball in some pasta. I'm just when I say that scene disgusted me so much. And I was like, I'm pretty sure this is not gonna be the worst thing that we see this season. We still have hero gasm coming up, and we don't know what that's entailing. Or so, have mercy. I, I'm just going by what I've heard. So I'm just like, oh, this is not even going to be the worst of it. But it was, it was pretty like, I, I, I gagged watching this scene. I was like, mm, this is going to be one of those scenes that I will never watch again. Like even rewatching it tonight before we started recording, when I got to that scene, I just kind of turned my head and started fast forwarding, doing like this, trying to make sure that I wasn't going to go past where I needed it. But that. See, I'm with Hanako on this one because there are certain movies and certain things that you watch once. Hotel Rwanda is one of them. I watched the movie once. I'll never watch it again. I mean, literally, that was enough for me. I mean, they they do these things. Now, I'm just going to say this. If it would have been an animated form, if it would have been on, say, uh, Invincible 
or Justice League, Young Justice, or something like that, it might have gone down a little bit better. Yes, I did it on purpose. I see what you did there. But because it was live action, it was more of a visceral, you know, response. It was disgusting. Yes. At the same time, it was absolutely hysterical because, on one hand, you have literally for uh, Mollets or whatever a man begging for his life, but then you've got Homelander, and again, they're 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 basically. Uh, reasserting the fact that Homelander is not only off his game, he's insane. He's and he's only going to get... Cr- yeah, well, there you go. Ape shit. And he's only going to get worse. You know, and, and 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 the thing is, is that I think that uh, with future episodes, we're just going to see you know, I think you said the last time we were recording, it's not a slow descent, it's a fast descent into sheer madness. I mean... Right. Oh yeah, at this point, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just right right not even it's just right there and i think that the worst thing about this is that the the writing teams and eric currently and all that i know i probably mispronounced his name i'll put a thing in the tip jar whatever but my thing is or whatever yeah exactly <laughs> uh the thing is is that they knew this because you know they write this stuff out you know months almost two years before they start filming they look at the, the the source material they look at what they have they look at who they have they have jensen obviously as you know soldier so they and they have homelander and they're like okay what can we do to, to amp this because at this point it's better than a comic book the only other tv show which we have never mentioned before and i'm going to mention it now that out did a comic book was Preacher. I don't know if you guys watched Preacher or not when it was on. It ended a few years ago. That actually outdid the comic book. It was just that disgusting and that good. So, you know, I give it to the writers. Like I said, I was in love with the boys last season. Right now, I am like fangirling like nobody's business because they have knocked this season out of the park. I, I, I do agree with that assessment, but I mean, the, the stuff that they're having to do to knock it out of the park, ugh. I am not going to get that that image out of my head. Like how did like Timothy was his friend. How do you have a how do you have a funeral for your friend that you that like is that what happens when you finally make it to the toilet? I mean, are you, you going to flush mean, and you, you, <laughs> like no, you didn't just murder him. You literally ate him alive. As he was begging and praying for his life. <laughs> oh my God. But Ugh. I will say that fate was probably more more favorable than whatever it was Homelander would have done. Yeah. Homelander probably would have would have drawn it out. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you get it drawn out any more than that. This is true. This is true. But yeah, so like we said, Homelander, he's on he's on a roll. So that that's his whole thing with the deep. And then with the whole American hero thing. Oh my god. You know, through through the through the whole episode, it's obvious that Supersonic is gonna going to be uh selected as one of the members of the seven. And at this point, this is where Starlight pulls him to the side and she's like look I know they're going to offer this to you I know you really want it I need you to say no it's not safe Homelander has been murdering people he is threatened to murder me and he's this and he's that and Supersonic is like hold up hold up hold up he was like 
I, I need some time to adjust to this because this is a lot. Like you find out that somebody that you've idolized and looked up to is actually a horrible person. And so is this whole team that you're on. Like she's literally telling yeah, all of them suck in some shape, form or fashion. But he comes back to her later and tells her that he was going to withdraw from the show, but that he decided not to because he was like, okay, look, you're in this by yourself. I, I have your back, you know, because apparently there was a situation where years back, I don't remember, I don't remember if they were actually dating at this point, but they were. He, he was a drug addict and he, what, what did he say? He stole from his mom and he ended up in the hospital and everybody abandoned him except for her. So he was like, you stood by me. I'm going to stand by you. Somebody's got to have your back which is admirable but um once he said that i was like yeah dude you're dying this season because you're gonna maybe one more episode one maybe two more episodes yeah because at this point like we said homelander is already showing himself to be unhinged and as we see at the end of the episode at the announcement of who's in the seven okay so you announce supersonic and then instead of, you know, one beautiful black woman superhero or the female Muslim superhero, Homelander makes makes it that point, you know, at that point, he announces that the beef is going to return. And, you know, he puts this whole facade on, yeah, it, it's so good that Starlight decided to forgive you. And, oh, by the way, it was Starlight's idea to have you on the seven in the first place. And Starlight, you know, they were recording this. So Starlight is sitting there looking like, the fuck is he doing? But she can't really say anything at this point. And then Homelander goes into this thing where he's like, but you know, Alex, uh, I think his name is Alex. Um, let me tell you to stay away from my girl because Starlight and I are in love. I was like, what the ever loving fuck? Hashtag Homelight. Man, please, whatever. <laughs> Hashtag Homelight. <laughs> I was like, and this like, I mean, and then like he had this like the producer had nerve to say, uh, Starlight, can we have you not look as shocked next time? I'm like, if y'all would have well, okay, I guess he was like, I mean, if they would have prepped her, she probably would have been like, Hell no. Nah. Nah. Mm-hmm. But it's like now she's a kind of into it. She's in it now. So it's like, thanks, fine. But um it's like her kissing it. Was I the only one who thought when she kissed Homelander? Thought thought about Aladdin when um, Jasmine kissed Jafar. <laughs> it's th- that's an appropriate reaction because I was like, okay, I guess when she told Huey, okay, whatever it takes to bring Homelander down. When they go back to re record that particular announcement, she turns to him and she kisses him, and he looks at her surprised, and then they kiss again, and she puts her her fist behind her you know back like oh my god i'm having to do this but i was like um starlight you didn't have to go that far you did not have to kiss that man whatever doesn't mean whatever like damn well well that speech he gave her earlier probably scared her pretty good yeah but it it wouldn't have scared me to kissing him like oh we can make the announcement yeah we're together we're in love huh like yeah they hug like (laughs) right right I wouldn't have kissed him, but then again, make, I ain't trying to make out with you. Like, nah. But you know what? It's better for something like that than for him to put her in a situation where she has to hug the deep or something like that. You know, yeah. like welcoming him back on the team. So 
Starlight is just in a she's she's in a position where she's fucked right now. You know, and like y'all said, first episode, Anthony said it too. He was like, she is, she would be crazy to take that co that co-partner position. And she says that she was like, yeah, Huey, you were right. I was dumb to take this position. Yeah, because now he's basically got you, he's got you on the leash. And we already see he does not give a fuck about what anybody else says because when he expressed himself and how he truly felt, his demographic, his target audience loved him for it. So she's in a position now where she just, she's going to have to go along. Yeah. But like I said, yeah, I don't see, I don't know if I see supersonic lasting another episode or two, especially if he's going to be helping Annie because she just got put into a, she just got put into a possible position because if, if Homelander is, you know, if this is his MO now, oh, Starlight and I are, are in love. You really think he's about to let her out of his sight? No. I don't think that's going to happen. And then what, what's going to happen with Huey? Because of course she hasn't had any time to prep Huey for any of this. So what's going to happen when Huey turns on the TV and sees his girlfriend kissing Homelander? He's going to say, well, I don't, the thing is, he would kill Supersonic just to upset Annie. Yeah. Like, knowing that that's her childhood friend. Right. He would, he would just kill him anyway, just yeah. because. That, that's where he is right now. <laughs> it's like the madness of King George. He's just completely lost it. Right. I mean, he made... The deep eat Timothy. <laughs> so and why would he just yeah. kill Supersonic just because? Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, off the leash. Because he can't kill. Because he can't kill. He can't kill Huey. Because that would completely alienate her, and he he needs that ninety eight percent. Yep. Approval. Yeah. That's true. Um. Yeah, Homelander just. Okay, well, we got to talk about your favorite couple. Frenchie gets kidnapped by the Russians. Let me tell you. It's so weird seeing him with little Nina or with Cherie because we only know we only know a little bit of his background with them from last season, but little Nina very much gives off a dominatrix vibe when it comes to Frenchie, especially in this episode. And it's so interesting watching Frenchie because when he's with Butcher and when he's with the guys, he has a sense of confidence about him. You know, he said, yes, he, he does follow behind Butcher. He does whatever it is that Butcher tells him to do, but he's a little bit confident about it. When he's with Nina, I was looking at a whole different person. It's like he was so into himself, like scared. And I think maybe not just scared of her, but scared of what she has the potential to do. You know, Cherie comes to him for help because she says that some of the drugs that she was moving for little Nina 
were stolen. And when little Nina gets him back into her store, she's like, yeah, nobody stole those drugs. Cherie stole those drugs from me. So you're going to tell me where she is so I can go and kill her or so I can send you to kill her. And Frenchie is like steady telling her, I don't do that anymore. And some of the stuff that she mentions, even in this one little conversation. Yeah. Let's us know that Frenchie was way, way more brutal than we've ever seen him as part of the boys. You know, I mean, we knew he had a brutal background working for her i don't think we ever imagined that it was the way that she kind of outlines in this scene you know because it's like it's, it's almost like the way she she talks about him one it looks like she controlled him with with sex or with torture or with i don't know bdsm it was it was like a combination of all of those because every time she she kind of asserted herself in that way you could kind of see him shrink a little bit more into himself but also at the same time based on what she was saying he was getting aroused well the clue is she says what was your safe word so they definitely had a a dm relationship right definitely and then the, the safe word was a man's name wasn't it like a mark or something Victor Cassell, I think that's what she said. Yep, Mr. Cassell. So I'm like, okay. This and she is said when you, when I put the strap on, on, like really. Yeah. So yeah. I and I mean I think we we kind of sort of had a. I think we had been given a hint of that in the last season about Frenchie and maybe some of his not so not so quote-unquote normal kinks but not in the sense that it was related to his killing like it was almost a turn-on for him but uh one word gerbil that's all I'm saying oh wait you talk Vincent yes. Vincent yes. Cassell is is the he's a French actor. He was in um the Oceans movie where he was the French thief. The thief. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I remember that. Yes. No, Frenchie Frenchie is uh let's just say that his uh his uh activities directly relate to some of his uh professional work. Ah, okay. Okay. So that kind of explains why I won't say little Nina has a hold on him because you can see clearly he does not want to be around her, does not want to work for her, is trying to do everything that he can to refuse her. But then when he goes back to headquarters and Butcher is like, well, where have you been? And he was like, yeah, I was detained by little Nina. And then Butcher is like, oh, little Nina. Oh, yeah. Okay. I need you to set up a meeting with her. And French is like, no, absolutely not. Not a good idea. And Butcher pulls his, you're going to do what I tell you to do. Set up a meeting with her because we're going to Russia. And French is just looking at her like, I mean, looking at Butcher like, okay. And I'm just like, Butcher, 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 Butcher. I don't think this is a good idea. But then again, Butcher doesn't always make the best decisions. And not only that, he has comp- he has the uh, temp V 
So he's probably feeling a little bit invincible right now. Like whatever, I'm going to do whatever because nobody can touch me at this point. What is little Nina going to do against him with laser eyes and suit powers? But I don't know, something tells me that that meeting is not going to go the way that Butcher wants it to go whenever it happens. And I feel like even with doing that, he's going to end up putting Frenchie in danger. Because whatever agreement little Nina and Butcher are going to have, you best believe she's going to make Frenchie a part of that deal. Like Frenchie's going to have to do something for her. He's going to have to go after Cherie or he's going to have to do something as part of that. And this is where I'm kind of like, okay, Butcher, Butcher has always acted in a selfish way. But for the most part, he tries to look out for the guys. And I feel like now it's getting to the point where now that he has this laser focus on this weapon that may or may not be able to kill Homelander, I feel like at this point, he's going to go no holes barred and be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to get this weapon no matter what it costs. And that's going to end up causing him his teammates. Because what you say, whatever, whatever it takes. Yeah, but I'm telling you now, if my Frenchie gets hurt, I'm gonna come through the screen and strangle Butcher. But um, yeah, I mean, even even after all this, like Kimiko is, you know, she goes with Butcher and Huey and Mother's Milk when they go to see Ryan, and she has a conversation with Ryan because Ryan is telling her, "Look, I don't like my powers. I wish I never had them." And she can empathize with him because she doesn't you know we see that she doesn't like her power she feels like it makes her a monster and she doesn't really want to be doing them things but i can't help but think about uh what you said in the last episode mike when she was at the carnival and she saw the kids even with ryan she has a very childlike innocence about her you know that that makes her able to relate to him but at the same time, I feel like, I don't know if I feel like if that's, that's going to work against her because she doesn't want to be this monster, but given the course that they're about to take, especially with Butcher taking the temp B, if he's talking about going to Russia, if they're going to Russia, they're going to look for this, um, this weapon. And you know, whoever has this weapon, they're not going to take kindly to people trying to get it much less it being americans so yeah i have a feeling kim kim kamiko is not she's gonna have to bring that monster out again before all this is over and i don't know if that's gonna be good for anybody because what happens if what happens if she gets angry enough at butcher to go after him you know, if Butcher really does go about and make decisions that puts all of them in danger. Right now, nobody even knows that he has taken the temp V except for maybe Huey now because Huey will probably have figured that out after Butcher threw up all over him, which at least Huey made it out of an episode with no blood. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just... I don't think Butcher's thinking very clearly and I think it's going to put everybody at risk. I don't know. Um, 
I'm going to steal one of Mike's shout outs. Shout out to Huey for having the courage to have Kamiko break his arm so he doesn't have to go to work at Facebook. Oh my God. But no, they should have discussed to the extent because she didn't have to go that far. They said clean break. Clean breaks will get healed. So it can heal yeah. cleanly. Yeah. Um, and she did and she and she did it on two, which is good. Like, you know, instead yeah. of three, so so you couldn't expect it. Expect it. I was like, damn. But Huey took it like a champ. I was impressed. He took it way better than I thought he was gonna take it. Although I don't know how taking a broken arm feels, but I digress. What was it? Frenchie tried to give him something for the pain, and he was like, no, employees have to p- pass a piss test. You are literally about to break your arm so you don't have to go to work. What piss test? Right. It was like, I don't know. If, if it was during work hours, you know how that goes, workers' comp and all that. He can't do workers' comp because he didn't break his arm at work. That's what well, we, well, he's like almost a field agent, so... Oh, goodness, well... He's sort of at work. He's with his team. He could say he was chasing the soup and he fell. Yeah. But he told Victoria he was sick, so that wouldn't make sense either. <laughs> but we are, you know what? First of all, we know that he, he does... Yeah, he, we he doesn't We talked about last do episode well. how Huey doesn't necessarily <laughs> think on his feet. No. Well. <laughs> he doesn't at all. But, um... Yeah, I I have a very I have a very bad feeling about where things are gonna go for the boys with Butcher on the tenth V and like what happens when they find out? Are they gonna leave? Is he gonna threaten them to stay? It's just I don't know. But oh, the other I, I thing li- is, I noticed that um, in the last episode, right before Butcher actually took. V, and then also in this episode too he's seeing and hearing visions of his brother so i'm like oh the lenny story is going to come back up in this yeah. in this season because that, you, you know again they don't throw stuff like that in there just randomly right so lenny is going to play into i don't know something that butcher is going to decide or maybe it has to do with the fact you know, I feel like I feel like in a lot of ways Butcher puts up with Huey because of his brother. And again, we don't know the we don't know the full backstory about Lenny. We know that he killed himself, but we don't know why. We know we know their dad was part of the reason, but I don't think we know like the full story. So I feel like because we're starting to see Lenny, we're gonna learn more about that. And I have a feeling that's gonna affect how Butcher deals with the whole homelander situation and all of this other stuff with the boys i think i think they're they're also doing a good job of showing you know we talk about homelanders spin into insanity we have butchers equally Mm -hmm. um as bad spin into insanity as well like he's spiraling out of control just as fast as homelanders spiraling out of control right Right. They're on a they're on a, a bad collision course. <laughs> People are gonna get hurt. Oh, definitely. Right. Between definitely. the two of them. People are going to get hurt. Especially because you know, Butcher has had this 
he's had this grudge against Homelander for so long. You know, this has been what, 10 years now, ever since uh, he raped Becca and Becca disappeared. And then Homelander has a grudge against Billy because Butcher has a son or Butcher knows where his son is. So yeah, that's that's going to be an explosive confrontation when it happens. But can you imagine like Homelander has no idea about as far as we know, he doesn't know about Tent V, as far as we know. Can you imagine if he and Butcher meet up and Butcher all of a sudden, like he tries to laser eye Butcher and Butcher opens his eyes and does the same thing. Can you imagine the what the fuck look on, on Homelander's face that's going to happen? Like, wait, what did I miss? Huh? <laughs> Knowing Homelander, Homelander, Homelander will probably be, okay, no, good. I ain't got to hold back. Knock it, knock it, real knock it, really beat your ass. True. But I think he'll be startled for, for a moment first. For a second. For a second, be like, "What the fuck? Oh, all right, you got powers. All right, let's go, let's do this." Because because Homeland is all about that action. He ain't worried. He ain't worried about nothing, nothing else. He's right. like, "I'm strong. I'm I'm going to be. I'm stronger than you. I want to prove it. Let's fight. Mm-hmm. You don't care." Yeah. Okay, I want to move on to talk about A Train, but before I do, I got to say this about the whole Ryan and Butcher thing. What is it about people? that when somebody is in the bathroom for a long time, whether they're using the bathroom or being sick, they have to ask if they're okay. And then they're trying to come in the door. Like, what's the whole purpose of that? Why would you want, like, I understand. Okay. If you think somebody's having a medical emergency, maybe, but you asked him if he was okay. And Butcher said, yeah, I'm fine. Just give me a minute. Why are you trying to turn the doorknob to come in the room? Yeah, I, I don't understand. That. I don't understand that either. If they don't respond, yeah, that's when you try to go in. But if they respond to you, okay, I'm gonna give them their moment. Okay, first, first, and that's not all, the first, first time I've all, seen that in a TV show. Like I've like that's a common trope. Somebody trying to get into the bathroom. Like, do y'all not like respect people's privacy? Where he, but you could have been sitting on the toilet taking a shit. And you really want to? First of all, first of all, he's a child. Despite all this other stuff, he's a child. So he's like, you okay? He's like, says, yeah. But he's like, I don't believe you. Because remember, when he comes out, he says, uh, your heart sounds funny and you start, your heart sounds weird and, you, and your blood smells funny. So he already knows that something's up. So he's like, I don't believe Butcher. So maybe I should go in there and help him because maybe he's just being brave and I'm just going to help him. But he's a child. You have a son. You know. You know. You know exactly how this shit goes. And my son like, you... knows that if somebody is in the bathroom, you knock, and if somebody is in there, you go to the side and you wait. He knew that when he was a child. Yes. You know what? I'm. I'm not even going to entertain that, Mike. <laughs> I'm not going to entertain that. For those oh, of y'all who no, what? I didn't. I didn't say it. a word. I'm not going to entertain it. I didn't say a word. Those moving on. Just listening, we're, we're, we're moving on. Let's talk about A Train. Say, say anything. Let's talk about A Train in this suit and his his desire to make the neighborhood know he's woke and he's down for the cause. A Train is cringeworthy too. He's so cringeworthy. He needs to quit. He's quit. I mean, it's like the whole thing with. I mean. The fact that you, I I feel bad for people that make kente cloth 
because kente cloth has become the symbol for I'm down or I'm aware or you know I'm with the struggle like I understand it's like people just grab kente cloth and drape it over themselves and be like yes I understand your struggle my brother like no that's not how this shit works it's like if you haven't been there it's just like his brother said it's like you really you really want to show people you're down do the work get down into come here and help us don't just say you know say stuff on tv like be here that's bad it's when like, your brother is like you've never been down for any calls right he's faking the funk you need to quit and then that's this is like where fuck too. yeah this is where the whole blue hawk thing is going to start coming in because we mentioned them a little bit in the last episode but because we haven't gotten to whatever the conflict is yet we didn't expand on it but now we know that blue hawk is going into neighborhoods and he is being a little forceful with his surveillance or with his policing and you know there was a situation where a, a white woman thought that someone was trying to mug her and blue hawk comes and he attacks this person a young black man who lives in a trans brother's neighborhood and what did he say he stomped his head so hard he split the concrete yeah he curb stomped so hard he split the concrete like bruh so yeah Um, this this whole thing made me furious i was so fucking mad and the other thing about a train is his response to that was Maybe I'll throw his family a couple of dollars. Huh? Dude, like, I, I, you know, I said in the last episode, I'm going to say it again. I have no love for A-Train. None whatsoever. He is one of those characters that is selfish. He's ignorant. And he's just, he's clueless. Like he's like a, he's like a little kid trying to act he's, like a grown he's, he's a super celebrity. And that's what you get. Like his perspective of the world is, is off. Yeah. I just, I do not, I absolutely do not like his character. So I don't know how, I don't know how this is going to go, but I mean, his family even thinks he's a joke. His nephews think he's a joke. His sister-in-law thinks he's a joke. His brother thinks he's a joke. He may not say it in those words, but they all think he's a joke. Homelander thinks he's a joke. Vaught thinks he's a joke. Ashley thinks he's a joke. He's just, he's a joke. And I don't know what, what it's going to take for him to get that through his head and to I don't know. I don't even know if his character is one of those characters that we're going to see some type of redemption for. I mean, you know, from the moment he got on the screen, he has been a trash character. And I'm just like, at this point, I kind of wonder what's the point of his character at all? Like, is he supposed to be just the one that we're like, looking at and the one that homelander's throwing insults to and the one who's made the joke of and not even to talk about the fact that he's one of the like he's the only black superhero on the show so far and he's the one that's like one of the biggest jokes you know what i'm saying yeah. so it's i think like, he he or 
either him or the deep they are going to be due to kind of make up for the shitty things that they're responsible for you know what if if it has if to be it, between those two i it's, would it's, rather it's going to be a train it's going to be a train i think but, it's going, hopefully it's a train yeah know, but, but, he, then he, I, but he's know, murdered he, two people right that and, and that's the thing i was thinking because like okay we know that the deep his his crimes have been more of a sexual nature mm-hmm. a train's crimes have been more of a violent nature do either one of those characters deserve to be redeemed? I would say no for the Deep's character because he knew what he was doing with his crimes. For A-Train, the Robin thing was, was an, accident. an accident because he was high off of, you know, V. I would, al- I would almost say the pop cloth stuff that was due not to his addiction too. accident it was a it was due to his addiction it was yeah. due to his addiction yeah, yeah. so <sighs> i think he set up more for a redemption arc than the deep is i hope so because right now i like if his character were to die on the show i would have absolutely no reaction to it i'm just like why is he even here so and i think that's why they reintroduce i think that's why they kind of reintroduce his brother and his brother's family Mm -hmm. to kind of see if see if he can be grounded like have him come back to reality you know give him okay give him some grounding and hopefully that leads somewhere but but with him he's so fucking erratic and and he's all he's also like homelander homelander sees himself in him even though he called him a fat fuck a-Train is all about the numbers and the popularity and selling merch. And as yeah. long as that's his primary objective, yeah. everything else is kind of like he lives to be in the seven. Yeah, that's like he said what, to his brother, he was like, everybody loves the A-Train, right? Yeah. And his brother didn't even respond. You saw his face when his brother didn't respond. He was just kind of like, oh, okay. Right. Like maybe everybody I mean, doesn't just, love the A-Train. I, I actually think that I don't think A-Train is too far gone to have a redemption arc. I just think if he's going to have one, they have to do it carefully because he's had, he's done so much shit that they really have to do it and do it right in order for him to look, in order for him to actually, for people to believe that it's a redemption arc and right. not to believe that it's just him, oh yeah, fine, okay, I, I get it, I'll be good for like five episodes mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm back on my same shit. But right. it's like, I, I don't think he's beyond redemption. I just think they have to do it right. I think I think he could actually be he could actually learn something instead of trying to have uh trying to have a middle passage video game and like wear wear stupid kente cloth. I mean, just do instead of doing symbolic stuff. I'd rather if he did something that was actually meaningful and had mm-hmm. meaning had purpose behind it. Right and. It actually did something to change him. Yeah, he can do it, but that's going to take a lot. That's going to take for him, especially because he's all about the Flash and all this other stuff. He, it's going to take a lot to do it, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. I don't think he can be redeemed. I think that he is too selfish, too self-absorbed, and I think that if he 
does do anything, it's going to be self-serving. Um, when you get people like that, people who are used to fame, fortune, millions of fans, uh, their mindset changes. And, you know, they say you can never go home again. He went home and his brother, who he grew up in the same house with, is like, no, give him the side eye. If he can't recognize that, then he's got a problem. And I think that the biggest problem that he is going to have is that say he gets a little bit of a, of a conscience and say he gets a little bit of a guilt trip and he tries to do something right. And it turns out that what he does is not for everyone, but maybe just for him and to make himself feel better because with Pop Claw and, and, and with the whole uh, Huey's girlfriend thing, you know, he's never, you know, really said, I'm sorry. I've you know, been sincere. He's got his image, his rep to protect. So I think that any redemption arc that they're going to have for A-Train is, isn't going to be believable. That's just my take. Okay. Well, whatever they're going to do with him, they need to do it quick because I'm getting tired of seeing him on my screen. <laughs> I, I just I just feel like he's his storyline right now is not bringing anything to the overall plot and like I said I just I look at his character as a joke right now so if y- whatever y'all are yeah. going to do with his character do it quick uh, that's just that's that's my little two cents so yeah so the only the black characters on here are full of themselves and mysteriously dark and silent. Like, okay. well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say Marvin is full of himself. Like, he's probably the only like really likable character, black character on here. Um, yeah, I I wouldn't put him in that category. As far well, as the others, yeah, like you know, A Train, and I mean. Well, Marvin has his own set of issues. He does, but yeah, none of those issues make him an unlikable character. Right. You know, because his issues for the most part are all trauma responses to stuff that's been done to him, but he's never used that as an excuse to be cruel to anybody else, as an excuse to be harmful to anybody else, unless it was somebody that deserved it, like some of the suits. But I don't even think we've ever seen Marvin like really, he's never been one of the ones that did like any of the actual killing. I don't think. And Mother's Milk is also not a suit either. See, that's the difference. Yeah. A-Train, and remember the black guy that was the archer, like the arrow character, remember him from last season? Uh, he was, yes. He, yeah, he was disgraced and he got sent back to like Minnesota. Mm-hmm. We never saw what happened to him. And even even with him, with the whole, I forget what soda it was, uh, Fresca, Fresca, even then, it seemed as if he was there doing his penance to get back to the big leagues, but it didn't seem like he was, he, he bought into the Kool-Aid a little too much, but that was to make sure that he got to the next level or the higher level. So yeah, every black superhero has been a little weird, but Mother's Milk, you know, he's basically OCD and I can get that, but he... He's not an asshole. The rest of them are. And that 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 one girl um, that we saw, the black uh, superhero woman thing, they did, did they even give her a name? They just like, oh, here she is and showed her with the, the Muslim girl and then they were out. I mean, no, the only thing know, they were talking about her was how was that she was 
body positive, but not too body positive, and that she was fuckable. So yeah, those yeah. are the only attributes that they gave her in, in this uh, episode. So yeah, well, they need they need a Monica Rambeau. That's what they need. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, Moon Shadow. Oh, is the that what is that what her name was? Yeah, okay. I wonder where her powers were. Gee, something to do with the moon, maybe. Like Moon Knight? Yeah, that's I was just about to say. Okay, well. See, you can make me look it up. <laughs> um, let's see. Is there did we say Super Sonic's powers was super strength? Is that all it is? Yeah. He well, he could do this thing where he could clap his hands together. Okay. And, because, and he know, could actually was... adjust the pitch and do different things with it, but it was all based on his super strength. Okay, okay. Because I was going to say, with a name like Supersonic, there has to be something auditory about his powers. That's what I would think. But, okay. You would think, yeah. You would think. Uh, Do we have anything else to discuss from this episode? I think we touched on pretty much everything. Um, Do we talk about the Russians' attack on the on payback and the um, CIA people. We talked a little bit about it. I mean, just the fact that Swaddle was the re- reason why the Russians found them in the first place. His idiotic ass flying, and um, you know, while payback was trying to, I guess, fight back, they ended up killing. What did Mallory say? She lost 116 soldiers that day, and yeah, I think. All of them. Pay- I think payback probably killed more of her soldiers than the Russians actually did. Yeah, I, th- I think that was probably. intentional. I think that was intentional. Yeah, it could have been. Because it looked like they were intentionally, especially um, gunpowder, he was literally shooting everybody. Right. Moonsha- Moonshadow is a neurosensory hacker. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Yo, okay, hold up. Did y'all notice that Oh wait, <clears throat> I have a theory. Okay, so did y'all notice when they first they first showed young young Edgar and young Black Noir? They were talking behind a rock. Yeah. And he was like, "Is everybody in?" And Noir said, "Yeah, everybody but Gunpowder." So they were talking about a plan. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm like, "Huh? Maybe they're talking about a plan to do something about." soldier boy like maybe soldier boy pissed them off or something and they were trying to figure out a way to figure figure out a way to either get him off the team or subdue him or do something about kicking getting him kicked off the team because right. payback was basically the seven back in of that time so mm-hmm. it's like maybe they were they were worried about how he was representing them and he wanted to, they want to do something about it do something about it and maybe get rid of him maybe he really was like Homelander, and they were like, "This motherfucker is crazy. We need to get rid of his ass." Like they yeah. actually have the nerve to do something. They actually about have the nerve to do something about it, right? Right. Yeah. I, so I, young, young, so young Stan Edgar looking like he just graduated from Morehouse, and he's like in charge of like a superhero team. That that is, that was one of the <laughs> oh, things that I wanted to talk about because he Stanford came in there so Edgar. smooth, and he really emulated the way Giancarlo Esposito is. Yeah, he was good. And then once Mallory kind of made her feelings known, he was basically like, um, 
Yeah. And by the way, I'm going to need a couple of your guys to bring water to our tents. Thanks. I was like, oh, okay. He Sweet. was Dwayne waning it up. Okay. That's all he was doing. He was seriously Dwayne waning it up. <laughs> Let's no, just say it. No, no, I think, he, no, was, I think... He, was, he was eating the almonds in front of um, Black, yeah. <laughs> Black Noir. Like, 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 yeah, he's like, crunch. Really? Right. Crunch. <laughs> I think I think he he's more of a male version of Whitley than Dwayne Wayne. Oh, <laughs> see, I didn't think about that. I didn't. You know what? You're right. Now that I think about it, yes, little Miss Whitley Gilbert. Oh yeah, yeah, Mister Whitney Gilbert. Yeah. One thing that bothered me was like Mallory heard that conversation that that Black Noir was having with Edgar. But you know what? But then, so I don't think she heard the whole thing. Yeah. And then she turned around. It seemed like it was like you, like we caught the tail end of it. Mm -hmm. And I really don't think like it was in. She doesn't have any context. Yeah. She doesn't have context for it. Right. But it was interesting how when she turned around, she took two steps and um, Bam. Soldier Boy was standing there. Soldier Boy was right there. You should smile more. (laughs) So I was wondering, maybe could he have heard part of that conversation too? Oh, definitely. I mean, he look at he's he's the homelander of that team. Of course, he heard that shit. Yeah. He hears everything. I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't doubt it. He Maybe, probably did. He was like, "Oh, okay." I don't know. I guess we'll have. I mean, he wouldn't have context. Course, he wouldn't have context either, right? Especially yeah. if he came in on the tail end. So I guess, like, that's one of those things. We'll, fi- I'm sure, we'll find out more about it because, like I said, they never put stuff in there just for just to be there. Like, it always leads to something. Right else i'm sure we'll find out more about that plan but i mean i i but you see edgar has been working that edgar has been working that soups in the military angle for a long time that's his thing yeah all right yeah because he knows that's the way to get that cash trying to make all that money but i think that's a good way for him to get control too because think about it, if, yeah. you got, if you have your soups in the military and then the military doesn't do what you think they should do or what you want them to do, all you got to do is get your soups to take care of it. I mean, yeah, they're the military, but what are they going to do against supernatural, superpower beings? Mm. Nothing. I mean, we, we heard Homelander in the beginning of this episode talk about how he would, he, him alone. Oh, okay. So yeah. So what I'll do is I'll take out the White House and the Pentagon first, and then I'll take out all the military, and then I'll take out the infrastructure, and then I'll just go destroy New York just for fun. This is one person. What is up? They're not going to be able to do shit against him. And I think Stan knows that. But Mm. I don't know. This This V situation has spun completely out of freaking control. They really have. They really fucked up their society. Man. <laughs> yeah, it really did. Should have just left it alone. And now and now you're doing the temporary V for your military. Uh just it's just that's gonna be a bad thing all around. That's gonna be a bad thing all around. Because- well, again, this is following George R. R. Martin's um uh you know series. I mean, I'm surprised they haven't been sued. Because this is literally going book after book after anthology after anthology. 
you know, the Jokers and the Aces, you know, the way that they're doing with the well, temporary. No, I would say is 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 significantly different because you have the Jokers and the Aces. They don't have really a delineation between soups that are actual soups and then people who have wacky superpowers. Like <laughs> I can look, I can take my stomach out of my mouth. I mean, look, that was you know, disgusting when they did that. Okay, uh, seriously, I mean, when they I'm, did that, I had to stop listening. Uh, I'm, to the I'm just saying, okay, there, okay, there's, okay, a, but, there's but, it's it's not. I, I know what you're saying, right? But, but it's, it's similar. Not, it's it, not because right, then they because, could be then they could be sued by just by you know Marvel and well, DC because right, they have teams. But no, it, it, it doesn't work. But right. it does remind you enough of them. I mean, 97% of the population is fine. 3% are jokers and aces. You've got the whole thing with the temporary, you know, with the dock and all the whole thing with the, the restaurant and the superpower thing. There is enough with the military. Remember when they did the tour in 1980, was it 1984 where they went around the world with the whole thing? I mean, it, there it's, is enough it's not, there. It's not, it's not enough. Lord. <sighs> it's not enough. There's enough no. there. Because anytime anyone did something with superheroes, they could be sued by somebody. But no, it's it's not enough. It has to be the same. It's not it's not inherently the same. Yeah, because I was gonna it's say if that's the different. case, then all kinds of content would not be able to be well, made would be sued. Okay. Well, everybody borrows from Yeah. It, it's I, it's I, like I, they saw it's it's like if they saw they saw Wildcards and like, oh. Well, would it be interesting? Would it, would it be neat to have them like have a corporation that runs the superheroes, and they have superheroes in different places? How's that different well, from East but, Coast but, West Coast Avengers? Is the same well, you, thing? Well, what about what <laughs> about Sunboy? Sunboy is from the '40s. He is direct correlation to Soldier Boy from the books. Okay, I and mean, and I, Sentry I, I, in Marvel is Superman. Is this is true? No, but yeah, I mean. Okay, all right. Come on. All now. right. Okay. Okay. Not it's copy, not, it's, it's not, not a, necessarily copying, but more like inspiration. Yeah. And it's a All different right, okay, interpretation. Okay. 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 Over. But I'm just saying that every time I watch an episode, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking wild cards. That's literally every episode. So. See, and I'm always saying about heroes because uh, <laughs> without yeah, the okay. corporate oversight. Right. 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 Okay. I, okay. I can give you that. Okay. All right. Uh, anything else about this episode? I miss Heroes. Season one <laughs> of Heroes was like the most awesome. perfect season of a series ever. It really was. I they, will actually agree. They trashed it after season one. Oh, I say, yeah. say, was it Save the Cheerleader? I mean, the reboot was horrible, save but I still watched it. Save, save, the the world. save the world. Right. Oh man, they, and that was right when they had the writer's strike too. Man, you couldn't, you could not stop me from watching Heroes back then. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Anyway. I'm trying to think. I don't think I ever finished Heroes. Oh, you need to get to the end where yeah. what's his name, uh, Robert Nepler, is playing the circus guy. No, no, oh. no, 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 no. Do not watch Beyond season one. Period. Point blank. <laughs> just don't. Just don't. I think that's all I've watched is heroes. That's all you need to watch. The, the reboot was actually really bad. Pretend the reboot never happened. Yes, that was that. I would actually agree with Anthony on that. Season one is okay, the only first... season 
anybody should ever the watch. First the first episode Heroes, of the reboot was actually kind of interesting, and then it just died. But you have to remember back then, what did we have on TV that got everyone's attention? We had three momentous things: we had Heroes, we had Lost, and we had the best show ever that's ever been made, Friday Night Lights. I mean, come on. Might be a huge Friday Night Lights fan. I might have a Tim Riggins T-shirt. I'm just saying, but yeah. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. You know? What? Oh, Friday Night Lights is the goat. Seriously, I love Friday Night Lights. But uh, but my thing is, is that between Lost and Heroes, you basically got your life watching television back then. You know, I mean, in all seriousness, you couldn't yeah. you couldn't like choose which one was better. I mean, because they were and, both on point. And you would never see anyone eating a co-star alive. This is, this is true. This is true. You know what? And yeah. on that note, we're going right. to end the show. <laughs> you can find us online at www.phantomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Phantom Hybrid. You can watch our videos on our YouTube channel and listen to us on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.